Are you a late bloomer? And we've heard that term growing up, but sometimes we are late bloomers in our business. And first of all, I just want to preface this whole entire conversation with this is your call to action to stop beating yourself up for not being on someone else's timeline, for not doing things the way that you think that you should have, for not doing things in the time frame that you think you should have. We all have a journey. It is very unique to us. And I am actually going to go out on a limb here and say, which I'm going to preface this to say that some people may find this triggering. Anybody that started their business before 2020 dealt with some hard-ish. Like we have been through the ringer and I see you and I do believe that if you came into business and you started your business in 2020, you had a way to up-level. Everything went online. And before 2020, we were trying so hard, right, to help these businesses understand why they need to be on social media, to understand why they needed to have an online presence. And then when 2020 happened, they got forced into it. So it was a lot easier to grow a business, right, after 2020 and the shutdowns and all of that stuff. So I am going to preface that to say with that. Um, However, it's kind of like this is what I truly believe. And again, this could be triggering to some people, but... I'm saying this with love. I'll never forget. I read this book. Um, I don't know. It was something. I don't even know who wrote it. It was something about being a strong-willed child. And typically, if you're if your kids are really difficult when they're younger, they're gonna be easier as a teenager. And if they're easier when they're younger, they're probably gonna be more difficult as a teenager. And I can raise my hand with raising three and tell you, yes, that is true, right? So even if it was easier, I'm doing air quotes, for people who started and came into this world in 2020, they are going to experience things that they've never had to experience before moving forward. And the great thing is for us late bloomers, right, is that we've already been there. We've dealt with the suck. We've dealt with the hard time getting clients. We've dealt with all of that. So... I just want you to know that your trajectory and your journey may not be what you wanted it to be, but let me tell you a little bit about mine so you can see where mine has been. And I get to go back to 2012 because 2012 is when I owned my first business with a business partner. We made skincare in our basement and uh, I've said this before, but it is the business I did everything wrong and I literally had no clue what I was doing. I didn't even know there were business coaches. I didn't even know that they existed. I didn't know what a mastermind was. I didn't know that there were trainings out there. Like I just had no clue, right? In 2012, in my mind, in my community and where I was surrounding myself, it was either you went to college or you just figured it out, right? That's pretty much what it was. You Googled it. And so that's what I did. I grew a skincare business with no chemistry background um, and made recipes from immersing myself into learning everything. Now, let me just preface this to say, I Googled everything. I learned everything. I didn't talk to anyone who had experience. I wasn't able to fast track that business. I don't think we ever paid ourselves more than $500 a month, and that was not consistently That was only when we had a really good month or a really good event and probably around the holidays. So I did everything wrong in that business. Like I had no clue what I was doing. I figured it out. I fumbled through, 
I wouldn't say that I had the success that I wanted, but can I say that I learned a lot and I grew a lot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping it positive. Absolutely. From like 2014 to 2016, uh, we decided to dissolve that business. I had a lot of friends who were asking me to help them grow their social media because we because we bootstrapped everything. So I think we had grown our Facebook page to like, I don't know, three or 4,000. It was a lot easier time with the algorithm back then, but still. Um, and so people were like, can you help us? Because they knew I'd done that. And I was like, sure. Would $12 an hour sound good? And everybody, of course, said yes. I had no idea, right? I think it's funny now, but like looking back, I was totally serious. But you have to remember this whole podcast episode is about being a late bloomer. So for a couple of years, I did content creation for other businesses and optimized their social media channels all for the big price of $12 to $15 an hour, okay? This is pre coach. This is pre-mentorship. This is pre-mastermind. This is pre-before what I really knew what I was doing, right? But I knew enough. Was it? I knew enough to be dangerous, I think is what they say. So in 2017, I finally hired my first business coach. Now, mind you, two years prior, I would say I was playing around. I was playing around. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was playing around. I was making some money, but didn't really know. Right, I was working a lot, exhausted. Um, in 2018, uh, oh sorry, 2017, I hired my first business coach and started raising my prices. In 2018, I joined my first business-related membership. So it was a $47 a month membership. And I remember thinking that was so expensive. Oh, money mindset, thank you. Uh, and I really wanted to up-level my social media skills. And I knew this was the way to do it, but I was struggling paying that price. In 2018, I also created my first webinar that nobody showed up to. Um, I actually did it eight times in a row live until people started showing up. And then I also used it to practice getting better. That first time uh, when I went live on the webinar, I had some kind of webinar software at the time. And I said, you have a choice. If nobody shows, do you still do it? And the answer was yes. Number one, people can come in late to a webinar, but also like this was practice, right? And so I still did it. And slowly people started trickling in one at a time, two at a time until I got to, I think 10 people maybe showed up for the eighth one, but it was like my best one, right? I mean, I'd done it eight times live in like a three week period. So I got better, right? Um, I also created my first membership and it bombed, uh, I wasn't visible. No one knew who I was. And it was like dirt cheap. It was $10 a month. Um, and I also, this also led to me deciding and realizing I get to be consistent on video in late 2018. I knew it was a priority. In 2019, early, I joined my first mastermind that was uh, basically going up the value ladder from that $47 a month uh, program that I was paying for. And so I joined my first mastermind, really up-leveled being around higher level people, and I raised my prices again. Um, I also, in that same year, created my first successful program that I did live monthly, and I sold out every month. 
Now, this was huge. This is showing you from starting to be visible. Was there noise back then? A hundred percent. There wasn't short form video. So, or maybe TikTok had just started. Um, but there, there definitely wasn't the noise that there is today. And so me getting visible and being on video every single day up leveled my business very fast. Um, so I sold out this program every single month and I took 20 people because I was helping them a lot one-on-one. And so by the time I got to the month of July, I did it twice because there was so much interest and I finally, so I did it live from March. So March, April, May, June, twice in July, August, September, October. So I did it live nine times, uh, over eight months. And I got really good at it, right? And so I decided, okay, it's time to make this evergreen. It's time to record this once and for all and just sell it and not have to do this live every single month. And so it really, really served and supported me to be visible during all that time and to sell all of those every single month because at the end of 2019, I thought I was going in for a three-day surgery, right? And that three days or a three-day recovery surgery. And that three-day recovery ended up being eight weeks. It completely debilitated me and I could not do anything. But because of my consistent visibility up until that point, I had content. I had content to repurpose. It's when I really learned to get good at repurposing. Because before that, I don't think I was as good at it, but I had no choice. And I wanted to show up, but I did not feel like it. I was laying on my couch. I was getting my blood taken every single day, pretty much to try to figure out what was wrong with me. And the cyst had like exploded in my body during surgery. And we think they didn't get it all cleaned out. It was just like a mess, right? And so I had my first launch while I was recovering because it was done uh, and it was successful. I mean, to me, it was successful at that time. And um, I think I sold, I think I sold like 14 or 16 spots, something like that. And to me, that was like really, really good because it was a much higher ticket price than the monthly event that I was doing. And, um, and it just felt good. And it also felt good that I wasn't really showing up. I was regurgitating, repurposing content that I already had. In 2020, I finally hit six figures and raised my prices, but that did not happen until I almost killed my business. I had been, I had almost hit six figures or sorry, a 10K month in January. And January was like 9,995. It was like $5 off. It was something crazy, which yes, I could say, yeah, I had a 10K month, but I didn't. I'm not going to lie about it. It wasn't a 10K month. It was $5 short. Um, and February was good. March was good. April started to decline. May sucked. June sucked. July sucked even more. July is also when I did the 100 lives in July, by the way. But, and I needed a KPI that had nothing to do with money because I was basing good months on money and revenue and because it wasn't where I wanted it to be and because I almost hit that 10K and then I kept doing well and I didn't get close to it again, I started beating myself up. Like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Like, everybody's surpassing me. I'm not winning. Like, those are the kinds of things I told myself and I needed a different KPI. And so I said, you know what? I can control video. 
I can control how much video I do. So I did 100 lives, which started the movement, 100 lives in July. And then in August, I had a client who um, was, I had no boundaries back then. Let me just say that. But it was a three-month contract. She asked if she if she could be refunded her three month payment her third month payment had just went through, and she asked if she could be refunded because she wanted to buy somebody else's program. Hit hard in the chest. Feel like somebody just stabbed me. Talk about morale. Talk about comp like decrease in confidence. Like it was awful, right? And I was running her ads at the time, actually getting really good results, and um, so it was a really big blow, but. Also, it's one of those situations where I taught her everything I was doing and there was no reason to pay me, right? At least that's what I told myself at the time. Real people don't care if they know what they're doing. They value, right? The the people who want to up level. So anyhow, um, I uh, almost killed my business in September. I was done. Uh, my revenue at the time, I think on, I think I messaged my mentor on September 3rd and said, I'm only going to make $2,000 this month. Like that's what was recurring coming in at the time. And then I turned it around and had a 13K month. I had a 15K month. Like I just kept like exceeding through the end of the year and hit my first six figure year, which was insane after all the bad months. But, you know, when we say I need to hit, what is it, $8,880 or something to hit six figures technically, it's not going to look like that, right? It's not going to look like that. And I, I had to give up that. It, this is how it's supposed to look. And I'm supposed to hit $10,000. I never hit $10,000. I was $5 short, shy of it. And then I totally over exceeded it, right? By thousands of dollars. So again, late bloomer here. But all that transformation, right? Realizing why, why does it have to be this amount, right? In 2021, I hit multiple six figures and created my inner circle at the beginning of the year, had a 40K launch, had a 30K launch, had a 20K launch, and also raised my prices on my one-on-one clients. I probably had the most amount of one-on-one clients at that time. Um, Also running a weekly inner circle mastermind, whatever you want to call it, and really putting all my time and energy into this container. In late 2021, I created my second membership that didn't bomb, that's still moving forward today. I gave myself a raise. I realized through what I was doing, I was really creating raving fans in my business. So I decided to stop working 80-hour weeks but I had no plan and I didn't know how I was going to do that with the clients that I had at the time because I had a lot of clients. So what I decided to do was um, the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I was going to raise their prices. People leave when you raise their prices. So it's a really easy yes or no. And the ones who stayed are aligned. Uh, So I would say 2022 would be my biggest transformation year from beginning to end. I fully embodied stream stack and scale. I started creating the business of freedom that I wanted with less one-on-one clients. I raised my prices on everyone. I up-leveled my membership, really increasing that price as well, and went from barely launching to launching every single month, from teaching live and selling every single day. I 
gave up uh, over 10,000 Instagram, right? And started over. I learned to ignite my launches. I really built a lot of confidence in 2022, a lot more than I had any other year, even though I feel like I had built a lot, especially after 2020 when everything went downhill and then it like, it was like a Phoenix, right? Like it's just like it died and then it came back to life. And then in 2022, I also invested the most in my business and my growth, uh, including my money mindset. I was paying $3,000 a month for a mastermind. I was paying $7,000 a month for a mastermind. I was paying $1,000 a month for memberships to up-level my learning and my training. And I also traveled eight times in 2022, twice to Hawaii, and my revenue dipped. And this was really something I didn't want to ever talk about, but it dipped because my business model changed. And I'll never forget my mentor at the time. She said, I was I didn't have my face on Zoom. And she's like, uh, get on camera right now. Your revenue dipped because you changed your business model. That happens. And I'm like, I know, I know. It just wasn't what I was expecting, right? I was on this high. And so I beat myself up for it. But I also realized, yeah, It sucks to tell people that your revenue dip, but you know what doesn't suck? Living your life, going on eight vacations, like doing what I want when I want, having more program-based clients, teaching what I want, what I feel aligned. Like that is a freedom-based business, right? Living my life instead of living at my desk. I started surrounding myself with bigger dreamers, with bigger action takers, and it made me want to do more but not work more because I went from those 80-hour weeks to 30-40 hour weeks. Again, making less, but enjoying life more. It's funny to say I had less sickness because I'm sick right now doing this podcast. And more joy, um, but less stress and more celebrating. I had less living at my desk, more living my life all day, every day, and being more aligned with what lit, lit me up was priceless. And then Obviously, we can't skip out on 2023 because already it's starting out better than 2022. And 2022 was really good. It was a learning, up-leveling transformation. But 2023, again, with the talk of the economy and you know the recession and all of that stuff, it was scary, right? To go into 2023 thinking, okay, how's this going to affect my business? And it's not affected my business. My programs are on fire. I took my inner circle to Florida. I said yes a lot more and I said no a lot more. And I'm planning my third travel of the year to go back to Hawaii with my family. And so, yeah, to all that to say, yes, I'm a late bloomer. I own that I'm a late bloomer. But no matter how hard it's been, no matter the obstacles I faced, maybe I didn't hit, I hit six figures when I was 21 years old uh, in a full commission job. And maybe I didn't hit it again until I was in my 40s. But the wisdom, the knowledge, the mentorship, the lessons, the comebacks, right? The breakthroughs, the growth is priceless. And age is just a number. So I'll take being a late bloomer in my business if it comes with all that. And to me, that is the ultimate transformation. When you can transform your life, like really quantum leap that transformation multiple times in a year, that is growth, my friends. And I can't think of any better way 
to live your life, grow, learn, and better yourself every single day.